Louise Bedford here. Just before we kick off with today's show, I wanted to let you know that for one week only, you can get up to 84% off a selection of my most popular trading education products available through tradinggame.com.au. Make no mistake. Your financial future is in your hands. So check out the audios, videos, and study courses that I have available at tradinggame.com.au. Now's your chance to develop your skills as a trader for up to 84% off, but only for the next week. Let's get on with the show. Hi guys, welcome to this week's episode of Talking Trading. I'm financial journalist Caroline Stephen. Is your relationship with money healthy, solid and prosperous? Do you have the entrepreneurial spirit necessary to succeed against the odds? Well, in today's episode, we welcome back to the show neuro-wisdom expert Mark Waldman. We play some money games with Mark and we take a look at neuroeconomics and how a healthy society is based on fairness and generosity. Mark Waldman is one of the world's leading experts on communication, spirituality and the brain. He has authored 12 books, including an Oprah pick for 2012. We welcome him back to the show. Neuroscience researcher Mark Waldman. Hello and welcome back to Talking Trading. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here again. Mark, can you afford to be selfish in business? Well, this is a very interesting question. The answer is fundamentally no, but from a neuroscientific point of view, we are born with the greediest brains on the planet. No matter how much money we've collected, no no matter how much wealth we've gathered, no matter how many friends we have, no matter how happy we are, If you ask anybody in a survey, 99% of all the people say they want more happiness, more wealth. There's no end to it. And any time the brain sees anything that says, ooh, that could increase my worth, my happiness, it will go after it. It starts when we are one years old. For all of you who have had a kid, is having one stuffed animal enough? No. (laughs) Give them 400, is that enough? No, it never stops. But however, it turns out that there is another neurological process that goes on in a person's brain, which is every time we see somebody being greedy and selfish and hoarding all of their wealth, we will do everything in our means to punish them, even if it costs us money. Really? So this is the research that that has filled the field called neuroeconomics. How do people respond in social situations when money exchanges are involved. Do you remember the movie, A Beautiful Mind, that featured John Nash many years ago? Very well. Well, he won the Nobel Prize in economics on what was, what was then called game theory. And his premise was that we will do anything possible to win no matter what. So obviously, if there's a certain amount of money between us or whatever else, the more money I get, the happier I'll be, the less money you'll have, you'll lose the game, you'll be unhappy, but it doesn't matter. 
business schools were built around that model. So at one point, the Harvard Business School, the requirement to get in is that you had to present yourself that you would do anything possible in the world to get to the top, to become the winner and the leader in any form of financial game that you were playing in the business world. Turns out that John Nash was wrong. And a whole series of games were created, money games. And we put you in a brain scan machine and you play the computer and you're betting $1 and you lose that game and more stress neurochemicals are released from your brain than I know how to pronounce. We hate losing money. And if the amount of dopamine that gets released is too much, we can become addicted to making money. Therefore, you end up becoming a gambler. And that will undermine. So too much of a selfish, greedy brain has two drawbacks. One is it will blind you and cause you to take undue risks in the business world or in personal relationships. And the other part that you cannot avoid is that other people will resent you if you do not share your wealth. Now, I'd love to play some of these money games with you if you would like to be my guinea pig. I would love to be your guinea pig. Let's play some money games. And then all of our listeners can play along with it as well. So here's the first scenario. I'm going to make a sign and say, hey, come in and do our research study. We're studying what people like to do with money. And you're guaranteed to make some money from participating in this study. So you come into my office and I say to you the following question. There's a room over there. And if you walk into that room and close the door behind you, you'll be all alone. There's a hundred one dollar bills on the table. You are free to take as many or as few of them as you want and leave by the back door. Think for a moment. In that scenario, how many dollars do you take off the table? I'd take 10. You take only 10% of the money. Yeah. Why is that? Because I don't want to appear greedy, selfish, or take away from other people. And you told me there was some sort of money in it. So I would have thought that I deserve some. Statistically speaking, you're going to be a failure in the business and financial world. Hardly anybody. <laughs> I should have take, lied. <laughs> hardly anybody will take less than 50% <laughs> unless they are so rich that they just feel there is no need for that money. So many people, they get kind of uncomfortable, this question. And, you know, they say, well, I, you know, is there a trick involved in it? Many people will take everything that's there. So what we've noticed is that the most successful entrepreneurs in business will take it all. Why not? Hey, this person offered me this money. I'm going to take it. I'm going to use it. Those are the people who tend to be, who make the most amount of money, tend to be the most aggressive and assertive in business, and will stop at nothing to amass great fortunes. And now we change the rules of the game a little bit. And I tell you this, same scenario, you come in, there's $100, $101 bills in the room there. I'd like you to go in and take as many as you want, but feel free to leave as many behind as you want for the next person to come in. Under that scenario, how much do you take? Well, I would say at least 50%. But if I've done more work, I'd take more than 50%. So I'd say between 50 to 70% I'd take. But in the first scenario, you only wanted to take $10. Maybe I slightly misinterpreted the question. Maybe I didn't realize that I was supposed to take the money and that I wasn't taking it from someone. I was, that was my job. 
So if you knew that, that's clear. You know, you go to this room, there's $101 bills. There's no obligation or anything else. It's not going to hurt anybody else. You're free to take as much or as little. Would you feel comfortable in it all? Yes. you still feel them? No, no, no. I feel comfortable. If, if I'm not hurting you, yes, definitely. That's so what I'm there for. So your entrepreneurial uh, statistic of being successful has increased. But some people still can't do that. They just feel uncomfortable taking more than half. It just doesn't feel right to get free money. And so even that first part of the game can raise for a person a lot of self-awareness of what their relationship is with money. And this is what we're doing in our work at Loyola Marymount University and what I'm doing in our neurocoaching business people. We're helping people to recognize what their money scenarios are. What is their money story? Do they feel guilty about having money? Do they feel guilty about making money? Do they feel like if they're making a lot of money, they're taking something away from some poor person in another part of the world? But if you had an entrepreneurial parent, I'll bet you that you would feel very comfortable taking as much money as anybody would offer you. So you can see that different people have different mental mindsets. And so we use mindfulness. Take a moment, breathe deeply, relax. Notice how you play these games. Think about the other scenarios. And we want to increase your money awareness and your social awareness of what happens when you engage with another person. And that's the value of these money games. Now, I'm going to change the first scenario. So when you step back, this time when you walk in the room, there's not $101 bills on the table. There's $10 million on the table. Now what do you do? And it's not hurting anyone by taking it. It's not taking away. I'm not going to say a word to you about it. That's the only instructions you got. You're sent into that room alone with $10 million, and you were simply told, take as much of it as you want and leave by the back door. Wow. Honestly, I think I'd take half. Take a moment. It's the wow that you said. Yeah. That's winning awareness that, oh, my God, there's all kinds of internal ethics and emotional states going on tied in with money that you've never been aware of why would somebody why would somebody do that is this a trick (laughs) is this drug money i I think i don't want to be greedy by taking it all i I want to yeah you're right all stories came up (laughs) so if there were 10 million dollars on the table how much would you take you know i'm feeling comfortable with five million i think for me in that scenario, I'd be afraid. I would imagine walking out the door and somebody's going to kill me for it. <laughs> but I've never been comfortable with money. And that's my family history. And that's the money story from my childhood as well. So here's the next scenario. By the way, if you hang a mirror up in the room when the person goes in to take the money alone, people are less inclined to take all the money. The association is, is that when we unconsciously see ourselves in the mirror, We assume that somebody's watching. And when somebody is watching, we are biologically and neurologically wired to be more fair and less greedy. (laughs) So remember, the premise, we're born with a greedy brain, but we know that other people expect us to be fair or generous or not selfish. Now we move to the ultimatum game. In this case, you and I are in the room together. Now, we're face-to-face, and you get to go first. You can take as much money off the table as you want and leave whatever amount you want for me. Yeah. Do you still take 50 to $70? I take half. Take half for me, leave half for you, definitely. The really successful entrepreneur, the Wall Street individual, 
they'll still take it all. <laughs> it's, well, why not? I mean, you know, the other person hasn't lost anything. I'm just lucky that I'm the first person in here and I'm going to take that money and I know how to use it. Let's turn the tables around. I get to go first. I decide to take $90 off the table and leave you with 10 How do you feel? Slightly ripped off, but like that was the game. Which is the stronger feeling? That you're ripped off or you just made $10? That I was ripped off. You can see where John Nash's rule is beginning to collapse, okay? Now there's some anger and irritability. Now, however, let's change the numbers around a little bit. I, you know, I took 90% and left you 10%. There's $10 million on the table, and I take $9 million off of it and leave you with $1 million. Do you still feel ripped off? No, I feel quite elated, but I'd still call you a bastard. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So you see how this is working. If I'm not being fair, I'm a bastard, even though you just made a million dollars. We get into the final game called the ultimatum game. In the ultimatum game, you and I are there in the room, and one of us gets to go first and decide how to divide up the money between you and me. We know that I'm the greedy bastard. There's $101 bills on the table there. So what happens, I'm going to suggest a division of money. It could be 50-50, could be 90-10, or whatever else. If I chose to take $99 and leave you with $1, I presume you would say, no deal. Yeah. Well, let's say I'm going to take $70 and leave you $30. Do you accept that deal? Or do you punish me by saying neither one of us gets anything? I'd accept it. Yes or no? You say yes? Yes. A lot of people will say no. What if I take $80 and leave you with 20 Yes, I'd accept yeah. it. What if I take $90 and leave you with 10 Sure, I'd accept it. Better than nothing. Okay, but I don't think you felt that way in the beginning, remember? You were, I mean, you would, are you still mad at me for being greedy and selfish? Oh, yeah. So you're now responding to those students in our class who do tend to be more successful in the world because they're thinking, hey, I don't like the division, but I'm still coming out ahead. However, we find that when we play this game with the most successful people in the world, they'll negate the decision all the time, unless it's 50-50. And this is played out all the way onto the economic scene of the world. So when power brokers sit down to negotiate an arms deal or a environmental deal or whatever else, everyone expects everyone to put in a fair share or 50%. This yep. is why we see so many, many deals falling apart in the political arena, because people don't know how to be fair. They're not willing to put in 50% of their assets. You should talk to Vladimir Putin about it all. So most people, the dividing line is around $75. If I take more than more than $70, most people will say, no deal. But then that's why we play the $10 million game. There's $9 million on the table. And if I take everything and only leave you with $100,000, most people, particularly if they are poor, will be incredibly resentful, but will take it. So you'll punish me if the benefit is not that great for you so this is what we learn from the from these ultimatum games we learn that in business it is wise for you to be as fair as possible and to share as much of your financial wealth as possible this builds long-term customers and long-term loyalty with other individuals mark let's talk about the giving pledge what's the giving pledge 
This is a perfect example of how the money game can play up. The Giving Pledge was created by Warren Buffett and Bill Gates. And they've been working for the past four to seven years asking people who have a billion dollars or more in savings and earnings, are they willing to give half of that money for a charitable nonprofit cause? You cannot give less than half of your net worth. Well, at the moment, that organization has 185 members in it. Here's the thing. There's 185 members, but there are 1,800 billionaires in the world. Warren Buffett found out that a lot of people in Asia were unwilling to give any money for philanthropy or charity whatsoever. Only 10% of billionaires feel a desire to give away half of their billion dollars. So Buffett quipped and said, I guess I have to write a book on how to live on a half a billion dollars. <laughs> half a billion dollars. We like it. Mark Wobman, we're going to have to wrap it up there for today. Thank you so much for coming on to Talking Trading. Where can people go to find out more about your work? They can go to markrobertwaldman.com. Markrobertwaldman.com. Thank you very much for coming on to Talking Trading. My pleasure. And that is all we have for you today, guys. Stay tuned next week for the CEO of Opportunity International Australia, Robert Dunn, for the power of offering a hand up to people in the third world. I'm Caroline Stephen. On behalf of the team here at Talking Trading, thanks for your company. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to TalkingTrading.com.au with Caroline Stephen. Make sure you are subscribed to this website to receive the very latest market views, commentary and expert opinion. Tune in next week as we've got a bumper show planned. Bye for now. The views represented on Talking Trading are general in nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regard to your own situation.